Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. I want to thank you all so much for tuning into the Yvonne Latrell's podcast. I am the host, Yvonne Latrell. My co-host, S.E., is here with me today for our Thoughtful Tuesday show, where we will be interviewing author Tammy Benson in about 30 minutes. But in the meantime... Uh, hold on. Let me let SC in. SC, <laughs> hey. I thought you had me standing in the corner. Oh, uh, no. I why would you I went do old school with me. <laughs> why would I do such of a thing like that? How are you? I don't know. You turned over a new leaf. You were out cooking and making drinks and everything else. So I thought you just said, you know what? He's going to stay in the corner today and I'm going to take over. Wow, I wouldn't. I would never do you like that. I'm not that type of person. But, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm great. Yeah, I'm cooking. The other day, I made some crab ragoons for um, the people that do go to the Chinese restaurant and try a lot of their dish. I, I'm pretty sure you guys know about the crab ragoon, and it's so delicious. And I made it, and it definitely tastes better than the Chinese people uh, crab ragoon. I mean, because that's the only restaurant that I ever had it from. <laughs> but mine definitely tastes better. And I'm not saying that because anybody that really knows me will tell you that it don't matter. Even if I cook the food, I'll be like, man, this is garbage, like I fucked this shit. I mean, I messed this. I messed this up. Excuse my French. We do have a <laughs> we do have a guest coming on today, so we're gonna keep it PG. We're gonna keep it clean, but but yeah. So I'm gonna put a timer I, on and see how far in between you keep it clean compared to uh, my normal etiquette. <laughs> I am going to do my best. Yes. Okay, but um, yeah. And so, like in other news, like what's going on with you, SC? Not much. Just been, you know, getting everything ready for my podcast release in April. It is a lot of work. You know. I'm super excited about it. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. You know, I've been yeah. having uh, facts, doing some great things on that website. You know, if mm-hmm. anybody's looking for a web design or anything, facts is definitely the man. You know. Okay, yeah. So, wanna, yeah, and I'm, yeah, so, yeah, I'm no, definitely super say, excited about <laughs> your website <laughs> and everything that you got going on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, but, um, yeah, so in other news, in other news, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Do you have anything to say, Essie? <laughs> Valentine's Day is tomorrow? You know, I don't care. Nothing about them holidays. It's okay, just a so... way to sucker people out of their money. What do men, okay, let's, let's, let's go with this. What do men really mm-hmm. benefit from Valentine's Day? Except for broke, being broke, becoming broke. Because they got to prove to that girl this one specific day 
that they love them beyond anybody else when there's 365 other days. Well, this year is 365 other days. Mostly it'll be 364, but you know, today this year is a leap year. We're going to not ask SE about another holiday because every holiday he has an, <laughs> he has an issue. So happy Valentine's Day, guys, even though it's tomorrow. But happy Valentine's Day because you may be listening to this tomorrow because a lot of people do follow the podcast. So for the people that listen for the first time tomorrow, happy Valentine's Day to you. And for the people that's listening now, happy Valentine's Day. And, yeah, so every day should be about love. And it, don't, it does not have to be about gifts. It can be about just a romantic dinner, a walk on a beach. It doesn't have to be about chocolate candy and teddy bears and all the other stuff. But, you know, to each its own. Well, at the end but, of the night, you're going to pay for what you get, regardless of what it is. So that's just my friendly advice. <laughs> Well, and congratulations to the Kansas City Chief. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I was tuned in to the Super Bowl. So the the Chiefs, they are not my team. I know a few people that were hoping that they did win. So congratulations to them. It does seem like they are a good team because they have been making it to the Super Bowl. I think the last few years they have been making it. And so, you know, congratulations to them. So, Essie, anything that you have to say about? Oh, yeah. So I've been, uh, you know, I don't watch football. So everybody's talking about this um, dance with Usher and Alicia Keys. Bootsy had one on. He said that he that Usher owes Swiss Beats an apology for how he danced with Alicia Keys. And I'm wondering if he's a little salty about where he took his the girl that he was with to Usher's. Um, residency in, in Los Angeles, and I think he danced on her or whatever, and Boozy got mad. I'm, I'm I'm not too sure if that's what happened, but I think that's what I heard. So what, is your, what are your thoughts since you watched it? What, are you th- okay. what, is, what was your thoughts? What ran through your mind with Alicia Keys and, and Usher? Okay, well, I've seen a statement that Alicia Keys' husband had wrote on social media basically saying that basically he he's secure with what was going on. And if you think about it, it's, it's entertainment. Like he, you know, Usher has someone and he's about to get married and Alicia Keys is married. She knows knows that her husband is watching. So I I I think it was just for entertainment. They probably only did it just for talk, just to be trending, if you ask me. That's the you know, that's the way I see it. It probably was all like I'm pretty sure they all knew about it before it happened. Alicia Keys' husband and Usher's fiance. 
I'm pretty sure that they knew about it. They probably said, okay, hey, you know what? We're going to do this hug, and then everybody's going to be talking. I think it was just for a talk. That's what I believe. So I don't think I don't I don't think nothing into it. Well, Usher is Mr. Take Your Girl, so that's his yeah, AKA. And, and, right, but that's probably why why they did it, just so people can talk. So I really don't see an issue in it. I don't, and like I said, I don't, I don't yeah. see it, it, the issue because I just feel like it was just for entertainment. Oh no, I just you know with the different relationships that are going on in Hollywood and everybody's dating each other's mother, sister, cousin, auntie, you know, and it's just it's hard to it's hard to say, you know, and I well, think that that was more of a thing. For Swiss Beats, even if he did respond to it, was maybe damage control ahead of time. So he'll make people think like, well, okay, I'm cool with it or whatever, but real deep down inside, he wasn't, you know? And that's not what I'm saying he was. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes they tell you you got to do damage control, you know, just to control, you know, the narratives and the people coming at you sideways, you know, because it might deter some people when you do damage control. Yeah, but I, I definitely believe that he was in on it. I, I really believe it. You know, I could be wrong, but, again, it was just entertainment. And But speaking of everyone that's dating everyone, Kim Kardashian is allegedly dating, gosh, what is his name, that football player, uh, oh, my gosh, I forgot his name. Uh, let's see. Do you know who I'm talking about, Essie? No, I don't watch football. <laughs> well, this I don't is, know none but, of their names. The only one I know is Roger Perry. Roger Perry the second. Now my little my nephew. That's the only one I know. He plays oh, for okay. the Seattle is, Seahawks and the Cleveland Browns. That's it. Everybody else, I have no idea. Okay, well his name is Odell Beck. Beckham, whatever, Beckham Jr. So allegedly Kim Kardashian and Odell were spotted in Vegas holding hands. So, yeah, so now she's dating someone else or whatever. So I don't know. But, yeah, these people do be dating the same people over and over. And and someone said that he was dating – Chloe, allegedly, I think this was before she did all of her surgery or whatever. I don't, I'm not sure if they slept together. You know, I don't know about any of that, but I just read somewhere that him and Chloe were dating or they were friends and I don't know, maybe it didn't go anywhere, but hey, you know. So, yeah, so that's that. Mm hmm. And yeah, okay, so SC is just really, I don't know what to say about SC. Like, SC is not really a TV person. I was asking him something, and I don't remember what it was I was asking him. And he said he don't watch TV. Who doesn't watch TV? I'm such a TV person. Like, I think people who don't watch TV, like, I don't know. I just think people who don't watch TV is kind of, like, weird. I mean, I know that's crazy. Everybody have their own thing, but oh my gosh, TV is a part of my life. That's like a major part of my life. Like 
I'm just such of a TV person. Like, I'm a television person. I just really love to watch television. And speaking of television, I'm watching Desperate Housewives. It's on Hulu, the, the show that came out. It came out, like, in 2007 or 2008 with um, Eva Longoria. And... I'm binge watching. I'm I'm on season seven. Like I I had watched it a few times back in the day, but I stopped watching it. So now I watched it, and I, oh my gosh, I'm so hooked on this show. I'm going to watch it later tonight, and yeah, so I'm just really binge watching it. It's really a good show. So for the people who have watched it, you know. They know. For the people who've never heard of it or whatever, go to Hulu and check out Desperate Housewives. It is a really good show. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's really good. It's really good. So, yeah, it's just interesting. It just keeps you on your feet. It's always, like, something else. Like, the show doesn't get still. Like, so, yeah, it's really a good show. And I and I thought, let me see, the show on Netflix that I was watching, oh, Jenny and Georgia, That that's a good show. But I'm, I'm trying to see if they're going to come out with season three. So that is a really good show also on Netflix. But I'm, um, I am a real Tubi person. The one thing that I like about Tubi is because whenever I'm watching a movie, and I know I've said this before, but whenever I'm watching a movie, if I fall asleep and I wake up two hours later, five hours later, it's on another movie. Like, Tubi just continues, and I love that about <laughs> about Tubi. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a TV person. Netflix and Hulu want to ask, are you still there? What difference does it make? Just keep on playing until I tell you to stop. <laughs> but with Tubi, you don't have to – you don't have to um, – you know, go through all that. Just go from the next movie to the next. So I really, really like Tubi. But yeah, so yeah. So in other news, uh, is there anything that you have to talk about? I want to give a shout out to Brianna Cole for her movie, The Marriage Pass. That's an original Tubi, and she right. Wasn't she movie on your show? Out. Yes, she was. I did interview okay. her. And she talked okay. about that. She got into details about the um, the whole filming of that movie. You know, she uh, she talks about the deals that she got out of it. You know, I'm not gonna spoil it, but just know it was a very good interview. And I want to bring her up here as well and interview her again because she has another movie coming out. You know, she wound up getting a four book uh, four movie deal. Okay. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay, doing yeah, big I definitely. Things. Well, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward for her to come on the show. Whenever you can get her to come on the show, that'll be great. Oh my gosh, sorry about that. Um, yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, what else was I going to say? Okay, let's. See, did you hear about the shooting at Joel Osteen's church? No, I didn't hear about it until you said something about it to me earlier. Um, oh, I tried okay. to look it up, but, but I had a whole okay, bunch of yeah. stuff that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you can actually Google it, but two people were injured after an active shooter 
situation at his church. It was a woman that she was carrying a long rifle. She entered the church and opened fire. She was she was with the child as the shooting took place. Two and there were two off-duty Houston police officers. They were there and they were able to approach her and they shot her. She died on the scene. So I seen somewhere where it said that she had a five-year-old with her, and then somewhere else they said the child was seven. I mean, it really doesn't matter the child age, but the child got shot in the head. The last I heard, the child is in critical condition, and I'm not sure if it was her child, but, like, I do believe that she was mental, and, like, I feel like why, I mean, first of all, you already know, like, we talk about these shootings all the time, like, why are people going to any public place killing up people? I mean, it's definitely wrong to kill yourself, but if you feel the urge that you have to go killing and you just can't get that urge out of your system, just turn the gun on yourself. I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't recommend suicide, but come on, like these people are just going like crazy. I mean, you you have I don't know if there's voices in it in, in in your head and and it's saying okay hey I want to kill so many people like no don't go go around taking anyone's life because you have an issue, but it's you know it's 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 as always it's just sad it's really a sad situation and I'm trying to see I I think the young lady I don't know if she was 35 or 36 or if she was. 30, but I know she was in her 30s. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Mental health is real. Mental health is real. And um, I also want to say, um, let me see, because I wanted to ask you, like, what were your thoughts on... Sorry about that. Let me turn my finger off. Your thoughts about Jay-Z at the Grammys? Because, oh, yeah, we did cancel the show last week. SC and I had a few things that we had to do, so we canceled the show show for last week. But I, I did want to say something about that right there. Um, Jay-Z, well, he, uh-huh, go ahead. Well, Jay, you know, he uh, he felt like he had to take a stand for his wife, you know. Um, you know, the average person, we got much bigger problems than his wife not getting a, a Grammy or Emmy or whatever, you know. And, oh, my gosh, um, I was going to say the same some thing. Some people are looking at it, you know. Um, some people are looking at it like that. And, like, you know, you got all of this fame, all of this fortune. You got people that are starving out here, you know. Nobody's standing up for them. Nobody's standing out for them. Or something, you know. So, I don't know. I just I, I just stay out of those those type of conversations because you don't know what feathers you rough with your honest opinion. Because when, we're living in a time now that your honest opinion gets scrutinized more than somebody telling a lie. You know, yeah, you, you're definitely scrutinized for being truthful compared to 
someone lying. You know, you find out people are lying about all types of stuff, and they don't get scrutinized. They're like, oh, well, and then it goes on. We live in a, a culture of falsehood, and it seems like everything false is real, and everything real is false, which it should be the other way around. You know, you shouldn't believe anything false, and whatever's real, you got to be real about it, you know? So that's just my opinion. You know, that's my two two quarters and a nickel, you know, opinion. <laughs> I definitely agree with you. Oh, my gosh. And and for the people that don't know, Jay-Z, he, he called out the Grammys for not giving Beyonce album of the year. He said that she has more Grammys than everyone. And me, myself, I do like her music. I do like his music. But I don't think that's a major issue. A major issue is gun violence, robbery, unemployment. And and like you said, there are people out here starving and you are a whole billionaire and you're, you're throwing a tantrum over a Grammy when people have other issues like, you know, use your platform to talk to these young people who are messed up in the head. They're screwed up in the head. I want to say you know, worse than that, what they really are in the head. But, you know, these people are really messed up in the head and all they think about is killing. You, um, if you accidentally cut somebody off on a on a highway, you, you can lose your life. It's just like, oh, my gosh, it's just more important issues than Beyonce not getting Grammy of the year. Uh, you know, it's just more important issues than that. But um, in other news, before our guests come on the show, I want to do some advertisement. So, SC, can you um, read off the advertisement? There was one in, in mm-hmm. the North Carolina. Um, hold on. I'm looking for it now. I don't, I know you sent it. Uh, no. Did you send it? I know you sent me some <laughs> oh. stuff. You didn't okay, send well, it to me. Well, I will start off. I did send it to you. Okay, well, guys and dolls, uh, let's see. Tax season is here. And if you are looking for someone to file your taxes, you guys can go to www.taxresourcecenter.com. Again, that's www.taxresourcecenter.com. And you can, you guys can let them know that you were referred by Yvonne Latrell's podcast. And also there is a up and, let me see, it's an up and coming event. It, let's see. Uh, okay, it's Coley's Vegan Treats. They will be one of the big vendors at the Row House in Raleigh, February the 16th at 7 p.m. And I'm not sure because, Essie, you, you know that area. Do you know the name of that street? It's 1101. I'm looking at it right now. Machado Drive? Machado Drive? I can't, okay, it's, yes. you know what, the script is a little throwing it off, too. Okay, yeah, it's like, like the, yeah, E and 
or E R C, you know. Yeah, so well it's one one zero one Marcantile Drive Suite one three zero. It's Raleigh, North Carolina, and you guys can come out between seven PM and seven forty five PM and that's on February the sixteenth. And guys and dolls, our very own Essie. He has a podcast now and he has been and he has been doing interviews for any authors out there that have been on the show or who who's listening, you guys can check out SC website. It's www.theauthorscdickens.com. Again, that's www.theauthorscdickens.com. He has been interviewing almost every day so many people that, oh, my gosh, like, he has a whole lot of people. But any any authors, it's for authors only. If you want to go to the show, you guys can log on to that website, or you guys can hit us up here at 305-204-3371. You guys can send us a text. Again, our number here is 305 305- Two zero four three three seven one, and that's if you guys want to be a guest on the show, if you want to have, um, uh, or if you want to advertise, or like I said, if you guys are trying to get in contact with SC, you guys can also call us on the show. You guys can call us live here. The number here is five six three nine 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 three five four eight. Again, that number is five six three nine 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 three five four eight, and also for the website information if you guys want uh, um how would they um you said to get in contact with facts like is there a contact information or would or did you want them to contact the show for their website se yeah contact the show what i'm going to do is next week i'll have facts information where we could just um pass on his stuff but if you um, see, go check out my website. That's all he's doing. That's all his creativity. And he's bringing that website to life. I mean, he's really, really, really putting it down on that website. And a couple of people have reached out to me, and I have sent them his direction. He's created some logos for some companies out there, you know. Um, but definitely, if you're interested, reach out to me, and I'll let him know. And the next week, I'll have his information. Okay. And if you are in the Florida area and you are looking for a mobile notary, you guys can contact Williams and Williams. And that's only if you are in the Florida area. Um, some people have called and asked about the mobile notary. They they reached out to Williams and Williams, but remember guys, it's only in the Florida area. They will come to you. You guys can contact them. Their number is 954-579-9180. Again, their number is 954-579-9180. You let them know that you were referred by Yvonne Latrell's podcast and you will get a discount on your notary service. So, um, 
Let's see. I think that's all. I'm waiting for the guests right now. I don't see the guests as of yet. Well, we still have a few minutes before the guests come on. So, Etsy, is there anything? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. Um, no, um, also, just a side note, I'm talking mm-hmm. to people that's in the sewing industry as well. If you got a movie out, your actor, actress, producer, director, executive director, um, anything dealing with the film industry, you know, um, reach out to me too. I'm interviewing you as well, you know. I'm going to uh, – I interviewed Suave, Triple X. He is very, very, very interesting. He has a book out. Gangster of porn, that was uh, his name that he was given, you know, and he has a very interesting backdrop on that, and that was an hour-long interview, and I definitely want to bring him up on this show so we can dive a little more into details with some of the things I felt that was left out of that interview that I found out later on. You know, I've known him for years. Uh, We were in the industry together. You know, some of you guys know I've been involved in the, the adult industry for a while. You know, like today I interviewed somebody, and he was a, new, a former New York City police officer, and we started talking about that on the show, you know, because I know a lot of people like, yo, S.C. did a lot of stuff in his life. Yeah, I have. Yes, I have. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I have. And I have all the proof to back up every story that I tell on this show. So don't ever feel like you could hear me say something, and if, if, as long as it's the truth about something, you know, that, now there's a difference. There's a difference between the truth and an opinion. Like, people wake up with different mindsets every day. So my opinion about something can change. But a story that's the truth will never change because it's the truth, you know. So right. Just know the difference when you're dealing with me. Was that his opinion or was that him dealing with facts? Because if I'm dealing with facts and the truth, then it's going to stay that way for 100 years from now. But if it's my right. opinion, oh, it might change the next show. The next show, you might be like, no, that's what he said. He said this. But, yeah, that was my opinion. You know, everybody yeah. has the right to. And I think that we need to, to celebrate that more, that people have the right to have an opinion. Just because you have an opinion doesn't make your opinion right, and it doesn't make your opinion wrong. It makes it yours. Yours and only yours. You know, everybody now is talking about, oh, his opinion ain't my opinion, so I don't like him, and this, that, and the third. And that's not how the world used to work. The world working now is, I don't know how how it's operated. It's more who's who's popular compared right, to right. who's right. You know, people are, are voting for who's popular and not who's right or wrong. Okay. Okay, so, um, okay, yeah, so I'm going to bring in our guest, and again, the guest, her name is Tammy Vincent, and she is an author, so I'm going to bring her in now. Hello, are you there, Tammy? Yes, I am. Yes, I'm here. Hi. How are you tonight? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. We, we're glad to have you on the show. We appreciate well, I appreciate you coming. It. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. 
Okay. So tell us a little about yourself. So I am an author, a speaker, a writer. I have written two books, and I just absolutely have a passion and a mission for helping children that are growing up in turmoil and chaos and dysfunction. So the books I've written were based off of my family life, which was tumultuous to to say the least. And the books, the first one was called Surviving Alcoholic Parents. So it's literally a reference guide and kind of where my passion lies in helping kids. Wow. Okay. Okay. When did you start this uh, journey? Well, I started the actual journey when I was a child, and then at about 26 years old, I realized there had to be more to life. There had to be more after the turmoil and the chaos and the dysfunction and the neglect and the abuse and everything else. So I went on about a 30-year healing journey of figuring out everything I had to do to let go of all of the stuff that happened to me and to step out and be ready to face the world without being afraid, without being scared, without being insecure and not knowing really where I was going or where I was turning. So the whole journey took about 30 years, but my actual business now that I've got really kind of just manifested itself in the last two years as far as coaching and speaking. Okay. Are you going to continue to put out more books along those lines? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm actually doing one now. I've got a podcast, and my podcast is All Stories of Hope and Healing, and my next book will be their words of wisdom and my take on it. So it'll be 50 to 100 stories of people's basically child trauma survivors and how they got over it and moved on to better, bigger and better things and how people that are listening or reading or whatever the medium is can also do the same. Okay. How long did it um, take you to pen your first novel? From the time I actually decided I wanted to do it to the time that it actually published was about four and a half to five months. So oh, it wow. was a long time. Yeah, it was a long time thinking about it, and it wasn't a. It's not a fiction. It's more of a nonfiction reference type thing with my own life story sprinkled in. But when I finally decided, okay, now it's the time. It literally was like uh, I want to say maybe June. Uh, and then it was published in October. Do you feel that that was being therapeutic to you, being able to tell your story and your own words? Well, you know, now it's always a healing thing when you share your story and you're knowing that you're helping other people. But I had actually done most of the therapy before. I, 25 years ago, I never could have written the book just because it would have been my own therapy, and I didn't want that. I wanted it to be a guide and help for more people. So a lot of times, like, yes, it's still it's still healing when I share my story and I talk to people. But the book, actually, I wanted to be on the other side of it so that I could just give an objective, this is how you can help and this is what you can do and where you can get versus me wrapping my, my story up into it so much. Okay. Is this uh, is it more of a self-help book or is it a novel with characters? No, it's definitely more of a self-help book. 
So it's a it's okay. honestly literally the the title of it is Surviving Alcoholic Parents and it's a teens ABC guide to thriving in a world of chaos. So you can they can literally flip open if they want to know about manipulation and they can learn about manipulation and then they can wake up, you know, read about addiction if they go to the A section and it's literally an ABC guide so it's cut and dry and just very informational and you know, I, I kind of did it for teens as a way to get into schools and speak to kids and everything. And then I thought there's got to be a better way, a better way to reach the masses. But it is definitely, as adults are reading it, they're like, wow, I wish I had known this when I was 12 or 15 or 20 even. So it, it definitely works for more than just teens. Right, right. Okay. Have you have you gone into any of the schools and had meetings with them and talked to the kids about the book? I've, you know, it's it's really interesting. I'm starting to, but I'm not actually talking to them about the book. I'm using that more as a just saying, you know, I wrote a book and I talk about empowering children just so that I kind of, they know my backstory and I talk a little bit about my backstory, but it's more about empowerment in general than the actual book itself. So my next books will be more vague as more, as far as more of a, overall speak to anybody because now you know with everything that's going on in the world there's so much more dysfunction than just alcoholism or just addiction there's so many mm-hmm. other things these kids are going through i want to reach them in the masses so like whether right. you you know whether your parents are alcoholics drug addicts or your father lost a job and you were on the streets or your parents had to work three jobs to get you through or you had a death in the family or you know, something horrible happened. All of that has the same lasting effects on these children. So my mission is just to spread the word that they are not alone, that people struggle, that they need to be their own superheroes, and they need to, you know, step up and and really look inside themselves to get the healing and the help and the love that they need. Okay. Do you give them, like, hotlines or phone numbers that they can call? Or, you I know, do. references? I do, absolutely. Like, all throughout the book, it's sprinkled in there, like, as far as safety. And there's 1-800 numbers, and there's the child help hotline. And, you know, they can call 911 if certain situations arise. And I do talk a lot about safety because a lot of them are not in safe situations. So I do offer okay. references in there. What about For amongst sure. each other, amongst their peers? Do you touch on that as well, or is um, it just yeah. a, against adults? No, no, no. It's not. It's not really against anything. It's just yes, because that's the you know. There's so much shame and stigma attached to addiction and mental health disorders in general. That that's what I'm trying to let them know is that you know if you walk into a classroom of 26 kids, basically five to six of them have parents that are addicted to something, so they're not alone. So what I do is I try to get them to understand that they can go to other people, that they can go to teachers, that they can go to, you know, guidance counselors or coaches or whoever is somebody in authority that they can go to them and they can be trusted with that information as being safe. So um, a lot of it, you know, I, I don't address that specifically as to how they can work with each other, but I do have, like when I was a teacher, I had a lot of ways that I could work with the kids so that they trusted each other. But it's really about letting them know they're not alone and that they can talk to someone and that they can come out and they can 
have a voice and, and not be afraid of being in trouble or getting in trouble or being shamed. Okay, okay. So when you wrote your book and you published it, did you have any bad reviews? And if so, no, how I, did you handle the... No, I actually yeah, didn't have any reviews. No, all my V reviews were really good, but Amazon actually took a picture of my cover, which was a child, a teen that was kind of sitting in the corner, and then it was a mother and father that were in the background fighting. And because the father had the hand raised, they uh, mm-hmm. artificial intelligence took the picture of the cover and the title, and they said that I was condoning child abuse, and Amazon actually banned me which is kind of funny because when I tell people that Amazon banned me, I sell way more books because it's like, they're like, what, what, why? And I'm like, well, a lot of people get banned on Amazon and nobody knows that, but you can't fight with Amazon. They're a large company and it's like fighting with a computer. So you can't argue with a computer, but I do have my book on, um, it's on Barnes and Nobles. And then I sell them. I just sell them Mm -hmm. out of my house. So I just started printing them myself and I just sell them that way. But I, I no, I didn't have any any bad reviews. Everybody that liked it seemed, you know, everybody that got gets my book gets it for a reason. They either get it for themselves, or they get it for a child, or a grandchild, or a niece, or nephew, or somebody they know that they know is struggling. So it's just it's okay. just been no, you know, people that I talk to just say yes, it's super useful. I wish I had had it thirty years ago. Okay. So are you going to just stick around with kids' books or children's books or young teen books compared to going to a traditional novel? Uh, you know, I don't know. Everybody told me I should write a novel, and I'm, I'm toying with it. I write a lot just because I've journaled a lot for the last 30 to 40 years. I've always been journaling. So I am thinking about going with a traditional, like with a novel. Um, I haven't really, I have ideas floating around in my head, but I'm not really sure. I kind of have some makeshift characters and, you know, I've got it kind of in my head, but I haven't really put it down on paper yet. Okay. What is a writing writing place for you? You know, where do you feel comfortable writing at? You like In my backyard. Yep, in my backyard. I sit outside. I have a cover. I'm in Florida. I have a covered patio, and I have a big old lake outside behind my house with all kinds of wildlife, alligators, turtles, birds, whatever it is. Um, So it's peaceful except for the sound of animals, and I like that. As long as as you don't got lions, tigers, and bears, you're good. (laughs) Nope, I got alligators and and snapping turtles. That's all I got. (laughs) Okay. So if you decided to do a novel, what genre would you go with? Fantasy, uh, traditional fiction, uh, it would, hmm. true crime? It, it would probably be uh, maybe a – probably just traditional fiction, but with some crime element to it. Because that would be fun. I was saying to myself that I just by listening to you, I said, I bet you she would probably do crime. I think yeah, she would go with it, crime fiction. <laughs> yeah, I think it would have to have a crime element to it for sure, just because there's so much 
wacky stories that I mean, just in my own head that I can come up with, you know, and just to build them into a character and, you know, the hero and the, the bad people and that's the fun. But the crime has always intrigued me anyway. So probably. How do you stay emotionally stable? A lot of meditation. A lot of. Yep. A lot of. Just a lot. I mean, I went through a lot. So a lot of, and like you said, a lot of talking to other people, a lot of listening to other people and knowing that I can, you know, that I have a toolbox full of tools to help other people that are going through what I went through. I can, I can stay pretty, pretty together just by knowing that I have the tools. You know, I've got a million different, not a million, that's no total like over-exaggeration, but a lot of tools as far as, you know, EFT tapping and hypnotherapy and NLP practitioner. And, like, I can do a lot of things and rewire a lot of mindsets and things like that. So I can keep myself pretty up. Okay. How is... Name, can you think of a memorable moment that you have with a fan of your work that you would like to share? A memorable moment, yes. I was in the airport with a friend, and a lady there was 100% completely nervous to fly. I had no idea who she was, and I walked up to her, and I said, hey, you don't know me, but are you afraid to fly? And she's like, yeah, I am. I said, give me seven minutes of your time. I said, just repeat after me, do after me, do what I say, say what I say, just don't question it, have an open mind. And I did something on her called EFT tapping, which is like almost like acupuncture, but with meridian points on your body so you don't actually use needles. Mm. And she like literally 12 minutes later skipped onto that airplane and was like, oh my God, it's literally been 30 years since I've flown without a Valium. She's like, wow, where did you get this gift? And that was literally when I, when my friend that was with me, she was like, okay, that was crazy to watch. She's like, that was really weird. She's like, but I don't know how you did that, but you fixed the lady. She's like, why did you do that? And I said, well, honestly, because I was afraid she was going to be sitting next to me in the airplane. Like I didn't want a total (laughs) mental breakdown on the airplane with a total stranger because that would have been strange having to do that, you know, on the plane. And I said, and it's my luck, I would be sitting next to her. So I figured, let's just nip this in the bud now. And that's when she was like, why don't you just coach? Why don't you just use these gifts? And I was like, yeah, maybe. Probably a good idea. And that was one of my my most fun, honestly. Okay, I want to ask you a question because I, um, sometimes I want to know, like, about an author. What made you feel that your story now okay let me let me break this down here i always feel that everybody has at least one good story in them right Mm -hmm. what made you feel that that was the best story for you to tell about yourself growing up with alcoholic parents well i don't know if that was the best one for what for my story with growing up with alcoholic parents but that was the best one for where i'm at right now because it made me it lights me up to see that out of through all of my healing and everything else it's not just healing me that i got the ability to heal a whole lot of other people let's put it that way so had i never had like had i grown up in a normal situation a normal life just kind of trudged through life had no trauma no drama no BS and all that crap 
I probably wouldn't have learned all these things. So the people that I'm around and the people that I can touch, I wouldn't have been able to touch in those ways because I wouldn't have the skills. I wouldn't have needed them. Okay. Does that make make a little sense? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Let me tell you something. Um, Because I'm a a fellow author, and and I love – I've always – you know, I went to to, to school, and um, I've always been fascinated with the human brain. Mm-hmm. And why people think the way they think, you know. So when I talk to a fellow author and I listen to their reasoning on why they do the things that they do, I find it interesting because that might be a point that I never looked at it at. You understand what I'm saying? So right, it, right. it makes sense, you know. I, I'm I'm very open to other ideas. I'm not closed-minded. I'm very open to. Maybe, you know, like I had, I had a conversation with my son. I said, you have a right to an opinion, but it doesn't make your opinion right. But you have a right to that opinion. You understand what I'm saying? So right. sometimes when you learn something from somebody, you actually learn something because they taught you something to look outside of your box, look outside of your, your, your toolbox, you know. So, yeah, I, I do, you know. Um, hold on. I, well, and that's what, I, and I that's totally. What, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, and that's why we do what we do, because what works for me, what worked for me over 30 years from all that crap might not work for someone else. So uh, my theory is get on there, talk to as many people as you can, whether it be a podcast, whether it be a book, a blog, an article, whatever it is, because something's going to resonate with somebody, and it is different perspective. We all, I mean, even even my situation, you could put six different people in my exact life and we would have six different ways of dealing with it and six different perspectives. So yeah. always it's good to have an outside perspective because it does make you think about things that you don't think about because you're in your mm-hmm. reality and you're not looking outside your box usually. You need people to look outside your box mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> yeah. Do you do any book touring? I haven't yet, but I really want to. I want to do. I wanted to do like a um, just even in Florida, just try to get like books all around. Um, I, I had this vision, and I, it never came through. But to do like thirty in like forty days, you know, or just going all around to different bookstores and things like that, and it just never, never kind of came to fruition. But I really want to. But I want to wait till I get my next one because then I can hit young adults and adults. So, but I would love to. Have you gone to any um, book clubs? Have any book clubs taken you out to eat and talk to you about your book? Or are you up to doing any book club meetings as well? Um, You know, I I could. I don't see why not. I've had some, you know, like young, like I've had a group that was in with an Alateine meeting, which is like children of of, adults, well, children that have parents that are drinkers, and like they used my book for a book club. Um, And I've had a couple women's groups that wanted to use my book for a book club, but I haven't really been that active. And then I'm in another thing I do online called the Serenity Circle, 
where it's a whole bunch of different healers, like energy healers and yoga master, you know, yoga people, Reiki masters and stuff. And so I do a book, a weekly book discussion there, where I t- every week I go on and talk about a different chapter. So I've done different things like that. Okay. What are your What are your future goals that you're going to set for yourself? So I want to have two more books by the end of this year, hopefully, maybe just one, but two more books by the end of this year. And last year, my goal was to get, I I gave people free downloadable PDF versions of my book, and my goal was to get out 10,000, and I had (laughs) 8,941. So I got to get a new goal now. So if okay, so with the two books, do you have it already planned out on what you're gonna work on or is this something in the works? And the one is probably going to be called it's going to be a book about inner child work, which is where you go back and kinda of get in touch with your younger self and walk them through and reparent them. And that's gonna be more of a activity book for people, but like a journaling and, and like a, a a book that they do alongside of the book. So it's they'll do it, and then it'll give them exercises, and then it'll give them things to do. And, and it's more of like a whole healing book. And then the other one is just more of going to be a compilation of the people that I have in the my podcast, that taking their words of wisdom and then building and expounding on them, but having, you know, again, that's going to be 50 to 75 different perspectives on if you could have one piece of advice, what would you give? So it will be basically pieces mm. of it. So advice from trauma survivors or however I want to word it, but it's going to be their stories of if you could basically tell people that are struggling one thing, what would it be? And then there's their thoughts behind that. And then I'm going to expound on that because, of course, that's only one sentence. And then, you know, but that will start basically each chapter. So it'll be stories okay. and stuff. That's probably my first one. Can you tell us a little one. about... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Say no, go, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, can you tell us a little about your podcast and the backstory so the podca- behind it? Yeah, the podcast is called Adult Child of Dysfunction, and it's any stories of anybody who went through different situations that they really struggled with and then came out on the other side. So an example might be I had a boy on it, um, Sam, his name was, um, I can't remember his last name now, but uh, Sam, his name was Sam, but he was autistic. So he talks about the struggles he had growing up with autism as a child and how he's bullied and, you know, how he didn't have friends and all of that stuff. And then he went on to write a book and he's a speaker and he goes around and talks and helps children now. So... We talk about his coping mechanisms. Then I had a girl on there whose mother had 14 different personalities. So she talks about Mm. how she had to literally interview her mother's 14 different personalities to get her committed to a psych ward. And what growing up with someone with multiple personality disorder does for you as a child and how she got over that. Mm. So it's all stories, I mean, all positive stories, but all stories that started pretty rough. Okay. Because like yes. my podcast, I mean, even my coaching clients, I mean, my story is one of alcoholism and drug addiction and everything that goes along with that. But there's people that have had 
much different stories than me that are still having the same lasting effects. So I just wanted different perspectives. Okay. Well, if you had to give one word of advice, what would it be? That you need to, whatever's happening to you, and no matter how bad you think things are, remember that it's this moment right here, right now, and that that will pass. So no matter how bad it gets, you just have to get through to the next moment, and things always change and always pass. And the only other thing is that once you know that things are bad, it is your responsibility to make the choice to want to make them better. Great advice. That's good, sound advice. Mm-hmm. Very sound advice, you know, because um, I'm a firm believer. Everybody wakes up with different mindsets every day, you know. So, yeah, that's very sound advice. So my final question to you is, in closing, can you give anybody and everybody information on how they can get in contact with you for either book signing? Or, uh, to, to just purchase your book, anything. yeah, yeah. Yes, every everything pretty much can be found on my website, which is just my name. So it's just www.tammyvincent.com. You can go on there. You can download. You can get the books. I always have my Kindle version for ninety nine cents, and then there's a paperback version that you can get. And then I have everything on there. I link to my podcast, uh, links to my courses, my everything. Everything is on my website. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. Tammy, for coming on to the show. Yes, I highly enjoyed you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Anytime, I appreciate you. Yeah, I got to definitely get you on uh, my podcast, too, you know, and uh, talk a little more, you know, because we only got a half an hour up here. Right, right. Oh, yeah, I, I know you guys keep I go up to an hour, so. <laughs> yeah, you guys well, keep them packed right in. Yeah. Yeah, no, I yeah, love it. Definitely. You guys keep them packed right in, though. Keep them coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> love well, it. Well, thank, thank you, you so again. much. You are very welcome. You guys all have a blessed day. Thanks okay, for listening. You too. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, Tim. Thank hey. you. All right. Okay, everyone, and that was Tammy Vincent. Guys and dolls, don't forget to check out all of her work. Check out her website. That's www.tammyvincent.com. And that does it for us, everyone. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Ugh, PB&J again. Moms, you've got a lot on your mind. Packing a lunch shouldn't be stressful. Freshfromflorida.com can help. They have plenty of quick, delicious lunch and snack ideas to freshen up lunchtime. Simply look for the Fresh From Florida logo where you shop for locally grown in-season fruits and veggies to please even the pickiest eater. PB&J again. With Florida strawberries? Thanks, Mom! Packing lunches has never been easier. Fresh From Florida. There's sunshine in every bite. And five, six, seven, eight. We are all what we last ate. Workouts have changed. Oh, I don't want to lift weights. I'll get too bulky. Gyms were lined with endless cardio equipment. Ugh. No grunting. Get out. <laughs> 
fitness has changed. UFIT changed along with you. We added Olympic lifting platforms, heavy weights, more small group training, and recovery classes, plus personal training that anyone can afford. Join today for $0 at UFIT.com.